Welcome to Tech on Toast. The Tech on Toast podcast is powered by REMS Hospitality, using market data to grow your revenue. To find out more about Tech on Toast, head over to our website, techontoast.community, where you can listen to all of our podcasts, read all of our blogs, and search for the latest hospitality tech in our marketplace. Enjoy the show. everybody, welcome to the next episode of Tech on Toast, and this week we're joined by William Connors, uh, the IT Operations Director at Popeyes. Uh, welcome, William. How are you? Hi, very good. Thank you for having me. And uh, you've just started at Popeyes, right? So you're, you're um, fresh in the game. You're telling me at the moment you're very busy in the middle of um, two big projects. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we'll be opening uh, our new restaurant in Stratford in two weeks, so that's a really exciting uh, event, and also to... Uh, we're managing uh, 120 restaurants in Scandinavia as well with uh, Ring Holdings. <laughs> I know. And I, won't, I won't go into the intricate detail, but William is very busy. Uh, so um, explain who you are. Tell us a bit, a bit about William and uh, where you've come from and, um, and how did you get to this point? Well, uh, I've always been in uh, hospitality. When I started off, I uh, was a food and beverage manager in the Caribbean. And uh, after doing that for eight years, I found myself in uh, Belize and uh, their systems kept crashing repeatedly. And so uh, the general manager says, we need someone to fix the system. So I would basically every day open up the manuals and uh, slowly but surely I fixed uh, the uh, point of sale. I fixed uh, the property management system. And then uh, uh, the product that we used was uh, Micros back then. So they said, oh, uh, you've done a really nice job with the systems. Come work for us. So uh, from there, I bounced around the entire world. They sent me to uh, Asia. They sent me to wow. uh, the States. And eventually, they sent me to the UK. And so uh, that was in 2003. And then basically, uh, I stayed in the UK living in hotels from week to week from 2003 till 2009. That sounds lovely. And then uh, I went with uh, a couple of other companies and uh, basically uh, uh, joined uh, Oaxaca in 2013. And then I joined uh, Popeyes uh, a month and a half ago. Wow. And what do Popeyes do? So what are they essentially? Because they're, they're, um, they're new to the UK, right? Yes, uh, they're fantastic uh, chicken. What we're going to do is, is we're going to uh, go head on with Kentucky Fried Chicken. So they have uh, chicken with the flavor and uh, it's uh, spicy chicken and it's uh, going to be basically popping up uh, uh, pretty much in every uh, main street up in the UK. Wow, there you go, everybody. Chicken coming to you. Uh, I can't wait. And, and tell us a little bit about, because technology, your role is IT Operations Director, but you were just explained to me before when I, you, were, you were busy uh, grappling with the Scandinavian EPOS system. Uh, and and what, what does your role entail? I know you're very new into it, but what are you, what are you expected to do? Well, basically everything that's technology related in the restaurant uh, will uh, go through myself and uh, the CTO, uh, who's uh, David Carey. So basically... Uh, we're trying to build a circular uh, data stream. So it'll be a nice experience for the customer when they make their orders. Uh, that information is uh, going to go to uh, our CRM portal, where basically we can uh, get the data and basically make positive interactions with the customer. Uh, it'll go to cloud reporting tied to stock. So basically everything is going to uh, be 
a, a system that feeds into each other and uh, basically uh, provides good data for Popeyes and uh, a good customer experience that'll keep you coming back. And is that something you're building yourselves or are you using third-party providers? A bit of both. A bit of both. That's interesting because I think the last few conversations I've had that there's um, there seems to be more of that passion, especially in the bigger brands, to build their own tech. Um, do you think that's something that will, will continue, actually, people, as, as we go forward through all these um, SaaS developments and everything gets bigger and better? Do you think that'll be a common theme? Definitely. Uh, I think uh, a lot of the big uh, uh, EPOS brands have actually caught on to the fact that they can't do everything themselves, although as much as they'd like to. So a lot of companies are, have now very easy uh, APIs, uh, like uh, APIs meaning ability to uh, link into another product. And so the data can flow a lot more easier. Uh, and that that is uh, the way forward. Like uh, um, other systems, if they can't communicate uh, with your CRM, with your stock, with your uh, mobile payments, then basically uh, uh, it's, it's going to be left behind because uh, basically that's what the world is coming to yeah for sure and and, and interesting you said the word good data and um I, i've sat with a lady on a panel actually uh, yesterday at the bar on tech show the day before uh victoria Searle, and she was taught she her thing is she's the data hawk and she was talking about it and um uh, good data versus bad data and i was banging about this a long time ago actually in my job to my bosses saying it's really important that the information we're getting and sharing with the rest of the team is valuable and not just something that we you know we're throwing around just because we've got a suite of reports so, I mean, good data, what, what would fall into that category? So are you talking about customer data, uh, how they behave, how quickly they buy, that kind of stuff? Well, uh, just falling back to uh, when I was with Oaxaca, like uh, we would have uh, these promotions where people would uh, like hand out these little cards as saying, come into Oaxaca. And uh, I mean, yes, it does have an impact, but the impact is very low. And uh, when you compare that to the cost of making these cards, uh, it's probably uh, not very much bang for your pound. Uh, the thing is, is uh, with good data, you want to have an interaction with uh, your customers that they're interested in. So if uh, you come to Oaxaca or Popeyes and say, uh, I'd like a kid's meal, then uh, when if you authorize your data to be shared, then basically Popeyes or Oaxaca can come back and say, you have kids. Would you like to find out about our Father's Day promotions or Mother's Day promotions? So this is something that you'd find of interest, you know. Yeah. And uh, like basically, uh, the, the whole thing is is um, to have uh, an interaction with the customer that they want to have, not uh, uh, some bulk email that's basically uh, uh, covering uh, their entire uh, customer list because people receive enough emails as it is. Yes, spam as a as yes, spam is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting. I think there's a whole new digital marketing piece, isn't there? I mean, I know that's not what we do, uh, but digital marketing is is something that you guys would feed, right? I mean, the systems you're putting in place will allow those people in those positions to make sensible decisions around uh, how to invite people back in, how to you know really expand the tent poles, Halloween, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all that, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, yeah, that's it. And also, too, uh, uh, one of the key things that we did in Oaxaca was was uh, uh, we originally used uh, Yump and Go, and now we use Feed It Back. But the feedback element uh, that's uh, coming more and more into play is uh, fantastic. So before we would do uh, like a, a new menu and uh, basically you'd get two or three people saying, oh, I didn't really like that. And they'd be like, oh, 
stop the uh, presses. Uh, basically, we have to take it back. It's a failure. And it's like, okay, uh, with the, the new data, it said, okay, yes, there was three or four people that didn't like it. But uh, now you've got uh, 2,000 people say that uh, it was uh, really good. So uh, with that data and also, too, with uh, um, employees as well, I, I remember I used to dread doing, um, uh, like, uh, employee evaluations. And then all of a sudden now I can say 400 people said that uh, – um, you had a you were not overly polite or something so like yeah. uh, you don't have to uh, make it a personal thing like me versus you it's this is what the customers say that's brilliant and that's so key i remember as well i did a lot of those myself and and it is based on your your personal experience with them or based on you know something you may have heard off bob behind the bar one night who said that they weren't very good or whatever so yeah it's true that that and that is good data doing good work isn't it it's it's really helping the business move forward in terms of customer decision making and actually internal decision making absolutely i was going to say and is it always been an interest of yours tech is it something you've spent your life and i know you explained how you got there through hospitality but is it something in your personal life you're interested in as well Ah, yes. I, I mean, uh, in hospitality alone, uh, when I was working uh, in uh, the Caribbean, uh, it used to just boggle my mind how, uh, like, uh, everybody wanted to have the same uh, technological goals, but basically it was really, really, like, uh, inadequate at the time. So what happened would be uh, I would run my monthly reports, I'd print up 100 pages of uh, data, I would put it in the mail. It would be sent to our head office in uh, Florida at the time. And uh, I'm like, okay, they're reading it. They're reading it. And then when I went to the office, there's just hundreds of these packages that are just sitting there unopened because basically they don't have time to look through them. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, uh, if you're looking at that, then you're looking at the cost of uh, printing up all these uh, documents plus the uh, uh, like cost of sending it. And back then too, we did go for um, feedback, but we'd mail a uh, like a, some kind of like feedback uh, document to the customer. They would fill it out and they would mail it back to the head office, and then they would mail it to uh, uh, the hotel. So uh, basically, uh, I'd, I'd have to like kind of account for for stuff that happened three months ago, and you're like, I, I don't remember, you know. The most important thing about tech, it changes. The pace is so quick, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it. Now, I mean. Uh, with uh, Feed It Back and Yump and Go is absolutely amazing where uh, basically uh, you get three or four uh, comments about uh, something not being right in one location and uh, you can actually address that problem like uh, the same day. Yeah. Whereas uh, in the olden days, like uh, boy, I feel dating myself like that, but uh, <laughs> it would take you weeks or months to figure out what a problem is. And by the time that uh, you get around to fixing it, you've already lost your customer base. Yeah, it's real time, isn't it? It's like literally real time problem solving, yeah. which, which for hospitality, I like you just said, then is absolutely crucial. They're in the wind, right? Once that customer's left the building, they're gone and they're onto the high street and they could be at the next, your competitor or whatever it might be the next, the next minute. So uh, being able to really grab stuff quickly is really important. Um, and, and I suppose lots of operators are trying to um, kind of fix their problems at the moment. And then we've come out of COVID and I think uh, I was at the Bar and Tech show this week, and it's so busy, and it shows that every the one thing that has really boomed is tech over the pandemic, obviously, because people are, are using it to fix problems. I think in some cases, though, it may cause it's causing some more problems as they reopen, and actually the humans are coming to clash with the tech as they feature real life customers in their building again. How what what would your advice be to people? I suppose smaller businesses, especially, how to land tech properly once they've purchased it. 
Well, I think uh, there's two key elements. One is is uh, that the restaurant themselves have to buy into it, and they have to have tangible uh, uh, changes that uh, positively affect their business. If you have that, that's already a, a huge win. But uh, on the back end, I, I've seen so many times where, uh, like, an operator or owner is speaking with, uh, uh, like, a supplier or salesman, and there's a complete disconnect in communication because uh, basically the owner is saying, you're going to fix my problem, aren't you? You're going to fix my problem. And the salesman is saying, I'm going to make a sale. I'm going to make a sale. <laughs> so like, like uh, the, the thing is, is uh, in that environment, basically uh, you're going to commit to uh, like a, a bad situation. The problem is just going to get uh, kicked further and further down the line. So, I mean, um, that's that's it. You just need to make a clear understanding, ask a lot of questions and make sure you know what you want and you know what the supplier can deliver. Um, I suppose as well, once that is uh, sorted, then you have to go back to your company and say, this is uh, what's going to happen. This is why it's happening. And uh, basically, uh, we need to communicate with each person uh, to uh, have a complete buy-in because any company, uh, big or small, there's different departments and not all departments are basically uh, communicating with each other. And it's vital communication because they're looking at the same problem from uh, different aspects. Eh? So you've got marketing, you've got IT, you've got operations, you've got HR. All of these uh, people have to have uh, the same uh, understanding of the problem and what they need to do to work uh, uh, like uh, with each other to fix it. Yeah, I mean, and that's so key. And again, I'm not going too far back in time, but when I was at Carluccio's, we had 100 sites, we were a big brand, and we had, you know, as you said, HR operations. And I think we had this trade, we, we called it the trading meeting. We used to sit together every week and discuss those same problems, but from our different angles. And I think that's digitally needs to be, you know, included in that. Now that digital strategy needs to sit almost almost above all of that because that's what connects them together. And is that something you're going to, I mean, I presume you're, you're building at Popeye's with your CTO and with the guys there. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, basically uh, it's great that uh, it's, we're kind of at the very beginning. So uh, we can actually, uh, uh, so many times that we're dealing with legacy products, like uh, with uh, Oaxaca, uh, we're always kind of uh, saying, well, what do we do about, uh, uh, like uh, the pause, does it fit with the pause? Does it like, uh, you know, we've already uh, commu uh, committed to uh, this uh, company for three years or whatever. So you're always trying to be a, a work in progress. Whereas with Popeyes right now, we have uh, a plan and basically uh, um, everybody's together and we're everything is fitting a lot easier. Yeah, and I think that is nice, isn't it? Because I think you're always kind of square peg round hole, aren't you? When you're in the middle of uh, a legacy brand where you've got, old epos or even new epos that doesn't does and the new sexy thing comes on the market for delivery you want to plug it in but there's no api that matches it's going to cost you money the api the api guys don't want to share because they're building their own version of it so yeah it becomes a, a, this this whole game of uh, cat and mouse begins so yes i think you're in an enviable enviable position but for a smaller brand william who i suppose have got one site uh a guy an independent guy who's really busy he's an owner he's a founder he's the manager he does everything is it something you would recommend sitting down and looking at as well, really from that, from his point, if he's got any plans to grow, uh, of sitting down and looking, say, do you know what, I need to have a digital strategy in terms of my my kit I'm using? Yes. I, I mean, uh, there's different ways to go about it, but uh, it's one of these things where I guess if you kind of uh, 
look at like how do I create a, a digital in, uh, environment? It, it's almost a bit overwhelming. So what you can do is uh, basically chop it up into individual bytes, and then uh, basically uh, you can work on each project. And uh, you can always keep a little bit of leeway by choosing products that uh, are expandable or uh, that are uh, able to link with other products. But you don't need to attack everything at once. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really key, isn't it? It's that it's that it's choose your battles, isn't it? Uh, basically, it's what which one, and and often it's small wins, isn't it? And you, I think you were talking about everyone dealing with a problem from different angles before. The guest experience would be a great example, right? Uh, where you guys and guest experience normally from externally, people think, oh, that's the operator's problem. They're the guys that deal with the customers. That's their problem. But, but reality is, finance guys mop up the mess in terms of paying for it. Uh, HR deal with the fallout from the people who served the customers who didn't do a good job and might have just escalated. And then the IT guys are tasked to then go and find out where these people have gone and how do we get them back and what where their information is. So there really is a, a loop, isn't it, that ties all around? Oh, yeah. And uh, the thing is, is uh, there's a lot of times where somebody like, uh, let's say, higher up in the company will say, oh, everybody's getting an app. Well, let's get an app, you know, but then they'll just be like, OK, that box is ticked. And then, like, uh, it doesn't filter down to uh, the user level. So, like, uh, the restaurant's like, like, this is not benefiting me whatsoever. I don't really know what the point of it is. And so it just, and then they say, oh, well, that project failed. And you're like, well, it didn't fail, but they, like, uh, the message didn't filter through. Yeah, well, that's, and I think your background in operations, I suppose, because you've had a career in it, 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 does that help you a lot more when it comes to really kind of having that 360-degree view of, should we buy this? Should we put it in? Is it going to land on the floor crop properly? Well, I'd say so. I mean, it's a, it's a definite benefit. It is good to, uh, to be able to relate to uh, the staff uh, um, at each location. But I would have to say that, uh, uh, you know, just uh, um, the way that the world's come with uh, COVID is, is uh, uh, each restaurant is faced with a, a, a problem that is a, uh, noticeable by everybody yeah. so like uh, for Oaxaca they came in and said okay uh, before we wanted you to interact with the customers as much as possible now the feedback is is customers are worried about catching COVID so we need a, a solution that will basically uh, uh, remove the amount of contact uh, between the server and the, the staff and so uh, it's like okay great this is uh, the mobile payment that we're going to put in place so the customer can sit down scan like uh, basically pay. We also have the ability to uh, order as well. But uh, basically, uh, uh, we were just trying to find ways where the staff understood it, uh, the managers, everyone throughout the company realized that uh, this is a problem that must be addressed. And, and and interestingly so, and I think I was talking about hospitality in general the other day, and um, it's like we're trying to fix the worst things about hospitality. So everybody at the moment is becoming patient, right? Because we can get everything on our phone. Everything we want in life is available on our phone, which is great and awful. Um, but in hospitality, waiting is the biggest thing we hate, right? We wait. We hate waiting at the door. We hate waiting to order. And we hate waiting for our bill. They're the three things yeah. that I think everybody in a restaurant's like, oh, they roll their eyes. I'm not going back there. Founders known as really look, bear down on that. It looks like we're really addressing those problems with the tech that's coming in. I think we're having some success there. I think it's the marrying up of operations into that that is the more tricky thing. But um, I think there's some some results there. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I mean, for Oaxaca, we we did uh, studies and we realized that uh, 
like the servers understood that uh, their tips are not changing. In fact, they're able to handle more tables and uh, turn everything faster because uh, basically uh, they don't have to run back and forth with the PDQ machines. Basically with uh, feedback as well, um, I think like uh, when we installed uh, QuickServe, like before we had uh, FlyPay, uh, like our own app, this is uh, a few years ago. And you were and, an early uh, adopter on that, weren't you? Sorry, on FlyPay. We you were, were, we were one of the first, yeah. 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 And uh, we were around uh, 10, 15, 20% usage. And uh, we're like, oh, I guess that's about uh, where we're at and stuff. And uh, I, I mean, uh, we didn't really know what the norm was, but that was kind of uh, uh, the expectation. And it kind of stayed around that level as well. Uh, now, with uh, QuickServe in Oaxaca, it's up at 90%. Wow. Like, uh, so, and that's uh, phenomenal. And part of the reason for that is, is, uh, um, like uh, we've got link with uh, feed it back. So the staff want to get feedback about their service and uh, the kitchen want to get feedback about their food. And because it's being pushed through uh, the QuickServe platform, everyone's like, okay, pay by QuickServe. How do you get the operators engaged with uh, head office and everyone else for the same goal? And I think that's really cool, right? The, the girls, the girls yeah. involved on the floor are literally going, right, we need to do this because we're going to get our feedback, which in turn leads to, I'm sure, performance pay and all this other kind of stuff that they can get from their boss. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And the reason I asked you, I asked you one, I saw you talking about digital transformation, I think it was on, on LinkedIn. I noticed you mentioning or commenting on something. And it's become a bit of a buzzword, I think, in, um, in the industry. But I don't think it is. And, I, I, and we talked, we've touched this already briefly. But... Um, a successful hospitality business now, as you said, from scratch, will probably have a digital strategy in place. But do you, do you think this is something that is going to be uh, sitting above operational strategies and marketing strategies? Or do you think it's something that sits alongside? I think because a lot of people are kind of having CTOs hired. That role is becoming more popular, I think, amongst uh, the industry. And a bit like five, 10 years ago, you didn't even have a social media manager. Now everybody's got one. So do you think that that CTO role and that digital strategy planning will be in place? Do you think you'll see more and more of it over the next five to 10 years? I, I think a CTO is very important just because uh, there's different uh, aspects of the business which uh, uh, must have uh, technical input, uh, not only in terms of operations, uh, like uh, getting better operations, but there's also uh, the legal aspect with the GDPR, that, like, uh, you know, like... Uh, managing uh, guest data responsibly, there's PCI compliance. So all these things, uh, you know, like uh, you, a lot of, even in uh, Oaxaca, I was asked, uh, how is PCI compliance uh, like affecting uh, HR? And I'm like, well, you have to manage uh, uh, like uh, the employee data in such a way that you don't have passports, you don't have uh, credit card information. Before that was all just kept in a box, you know, like- uh, Or on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it. Yeah. So I mean- uh, 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 a CTO or uh, whatever you want to call it uh, needs to uh, uh, be able to be on the lookout for this kind of stuff uh, for the protection of the company. Yeah, and I think that's it. And I, I've noticed, I think just this week alone, doing the rounds at the Bar and Tech, I think I noticed three, four, five of them. I was like, wow, I didn't even know you guys existed until recently. So <laughs> it seems to be that companies are picking up on that and actually not getting rid of anybody else. This is an extra, this is a new role to deal with what's happening i suppose and um one of the key questions i suppose i'd love to ask is what what problem do you think we're not solving is there a problem in in the industry that you think we haven't solved yet or is on the way or will never solve well uh one of the things that uh um 
I've learned uh, recently, uh, like Oaxaca was uh, shopping before we settled on QuickServe. We looked at basically the entire market and uh, um, we were looking at, uh, you know, how much they charge. And so uh, basically, uh, uh, you know, like they'll charge this much per month per site. Yeah. And um, like uh, when you pair that with uh, uh, the amount of credit card transactions that you're planning on having, all of a sudden you realize that the credit card transactions, like uh, the cost of that far outweigh anything you're going to pay for any kind of uh, mobile payment scheme. Eh? Oh, sorry, on that mobile payment scheme for anyone that's listening, generally there's no upfront cost, right? You pay on transactions. Is that right? Is that how it works generally? Well, it can be. Like uh, basically uh, um, some charge per transaction, some charge uh, uh, like a flat fee per month per site, but then you've got uh, – you're the merchant, like the restaurant is the merchant, so they'll have a merchant ID. Yeah. Then you've got a gateway, which basically is uh, the, the charge to link with your EPOS. Then you've got uh, an acquirer, and then you've got uh, the credit card companies. And each step is going to have uh, their fees along the way. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the things is, is um, uh, I found this uh, uh, in uh, online retail. Uh, they've been doing... Uh, uh, like online purchases for uh, many, many years. So uh, a lot of online retailers are using a payment orchestration layer. So what it is is uh, like uh, right now you've got uh, one merchant with one merchant ID. And uh, basically you're picking your mobile payment plan. You look at all the different options, then you just pick one. And so then uh, you have your credit card company and you just, they have uh, uh, all their different things like blended or IC plus plus, and you just pick one. And so when you ask the detail of the credit card company, what exactly is these charges? They always say it's complicated because it is complicated. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, like uh, then uh, like uh, if going back to this uh, payment orchestration layer, what it is is uh they will give uh, your restaurant like uh, uh, up to like uh, 10 or 20 merchant IDs. And then what it is, is they have algorithms. So every time that you make a credit card uh, transaction, it'll basically pick which uh, one is the best one to use. And wow. overall, you'll have like a, um, a reduction of about a third of your credit card costs. So like uh, for a company like uh, Oaxaca, you're talking about about 85 uh, uh, to 100,000 pounds. And that's a study that we did like uh, using retroactive uh, payments. Wow. Yeah. So like uh, it's a sizable amount now, like uh, companies, uh, if you're doing online, like, uh, you know, making purchases, I don't know about uh, Amazon, but we'll just use Amazon as an example. Uh, like uh, them, the volume of transactions for them, it makes perfect sense. But with a company like Oaxaca, like uh, now that we're doing 90% of our uh, uh, transactions online, basically all of a sudden, like uh, uh, 50 million uh, pounds of transactions is online. Restaurants don't realize that they're actually an online merchant. Like, uh, you know, they see themselves yeah. as uh, producers of uh, good food and uh, like, uh, you know, a good service. But uh, because everything is moved to this mobile payment, you are a mobile payment customer. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm optimistic that uh, this technology is going to filter down to the restaurants in the, uh, in the near future. Now, uh, um, but it, it's just coming in. And uh, the reason why uh, like uh, it's just coming in is because uh, restaurants still see themselves as a 
makers of food and uh, uh, customer interaction with the service. And they're right. The thing is, is uh, if you take a step back, you kind of realize that uh, you are involved with production and you are in line involved with uh, um, uh, online payments. And so uh, basically it, it, it'll, uh, hospitality is slow to get into it, but they'll get into it eventually. Yes, like we were with tech properly. So yeah, but yeah. Um, it's very interesting. But I think your customers teach you, right? So the more the customers want and the way we behave in our other lives that we're demanding that. And I suppose, and one of the questions I also want to ask you was, I'm sure you're asked lots of strange questions from um, from the field and from operators, um, but what's the most common request you get in, in regards to your role? Fix it. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> everybody, uh, said uh, that. everybody that everyone said fix it now <laughs> yeah that's it i mean uh uh just looking at it from a different aspect like uh in the restaurant uh i think uh uh within the restaurants you've got the managers and the like uh the servers the cashiers and they just uh they've come into a job and they want to do the job as best they can you know so uh they do not uh ask why is it like that they just want uh, want what they have to work. Then when you're moving up uh, the ladder, there's uh, the, the decision makers, the directors and stuff. And so uh, a lot of the time they asked uh, the question, uh, what is the competition doing? So like uh, uh, there's so many times where I'd be sitting there and uh, uh, like uh, the director would be uh, cutting in saying, what's what's Wagamama's doing? What, what's Popeye's doing? Like that. And, and before I get a chance to do the answer, they'd be like, Nando's, Nando's, what's Nando's doing? And you're like, okay. Relax. I like, feel really bad because I was that person. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, but it, but it, it's uh, it's a very smart way to actually do things because uh, uh, a lot of these uh, um, like uh, bigger chains uh, they have uh, the resources to actually uh, uh, go through a lot of the legwork that uh, uh, you would need to do as well. So uh, I, if somebody wants to copy uh, the bigger ones, uh, I'd say it's it's probably not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, standing on the shoulders of giants, I think someone once said, exactly. you know, if they're doing well, you know, if it, copy them, uh, but do it yeah. your way. I mean, that is, I mean, literally, I could talk to you for hours. I think if people wanted to get in touch with you, William, and they wanted to find out um, more about a certain subject you've mentioned today, where can they find you? Well, uh, if you find me on LinkedIn, I'm always happy to uh, uh, speak. Um, I'm also, uh, uh, my email is uh, william.connors at popeyesuk.com. And uh, yeah, one of those two. I'm also on Facebook, but uh, uh, basically, uh, if anyone has any questions, I'm always happy to uh, to help and uh, uh, do what I can. That's great. And I think right now you're going to be in Stratford, right? <laughs> for yes. As soon as I'm uh, uh, finished here, I'm going to get on my uh, coat and go to Stratford. And uh, we're opening in uh, on the 20th of November. 20th of November. There you go. And you'll be in the guy in the corner, everyone shouting, fix it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not. Uh, we're, we're getting there, but it's uh, it, there's a lot of stuff to deal with. We got kiosks, we got uh, uh, like uh, the Wi-Fi, we got uh, telephones, we got the tills, everything. But uh, it'll and we got stock. So uh, basically, uh, uh, but uh, once the first one gets done, then it gets a lot easier. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. If I had you in my corner, I'd be quite cool. Normally, I'm quite stressed about opening. <laughs> if I had you in my corner, I'd be like, you know what, William's got it, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people say to you, and you just sit there going, "Great," uh, but that's fantastic. Well, thanks very much for joining us on Tech on Toast. Um, it'll, this episode will be out in uh, in the new year, and uh, we should share with everyone. Uh, say thanks, William, and bye bye. Thank you. Bye.
Thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in next week to find out who we've got coming up, or you can go and check out techontoast.community to find out more about what we're up to. Have a great week. 